Hello, babies! Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. How does it sound? Do I sound good? Do I sound crispy and fresh? Do I sound like a bazillion dollars? Good. Because guess what, bitches? I got a boyfriend. (laughs) And his crazy ass flew out to see me and got me a new podcast set up for my birthday. And I know what you're thinking. A man, right? Disgusting. I get it. I have fallen victim to the relationship pipeline yet again, but I can't help myself. Um, And I'm very appreciative for this entire new setup, which is crazy. I'm kind of, I'm kind of shocked by it. And this is my first time recording on it, so I'm sorry if the sound is a little funny. I promise you I will get used to it and get better at it because there's a whole lot of other buttons here now that I've never really seen before. And it just might take me a minute of Googling and trying to figure out how to use it, but it's pretty fucking cool so far. And I'm really excited to start podcasting again. Honestly, it's given me this whole new motivation to podcast because the way I was doing it before was just unsustainable. Uh, So yeah, here we are. We're back. Thank you for your patience. I hope that this was all worth it. (laughs) Worth the wait. I know it's been a minute um, because it has been my birthday and I definitely went on a couple of trips as well. So I just have had a hard time getting my bearings back with recording. Um, But yeah, it was my birthday last week. I am 29 now, 29 years old. Can you believe it? I love almost being 30. I've actually been telling people that I've been 30 for the past two years, and now I'm just one step closer. I feel like so many of us are afraid of aging, but for some reason, after I hit 18, I just thought of my, I just, I was over it. I was like, I'm ready to be 30 now. I want to be smart. I want to know how the world works and I want to be respected by people and be ignored by predatorial men. And I'm so close, besties. I'm almost 30 and I'm so excited. And I know I get listeners of all different ages. So if you are younger, please don't be afraid of growing up. You literally become so much more powerful with every year that you're alive. And it's amazing. The shit that you stop caring about and the shit that you learned. I used to care about so many things when I was younger that just don't phase me at all right now (laughs) and it's great you really learn not to waste so much time stressing about a lot of ego-driven things and it's fabulous you just get to live your life you have more money now because you've been working for a while you have a lot better of idea what's important to you and you just don't even bat your eyes at anything that you know isn't going to work for you 10 out of 10 would recommend being almost 30 or higher (laughs) The rest of it, it was fun. I learned a lot. Obviously, I wouldn't be where I am today if I haven't lived through it. But I just feel like I feel like my life is starting right now. I feel like it's just starting. I was born to be 30 and I can't wait. Anyways, let's get into it. How to get back on track again. (laughs) I know I just did a holiday version of this, but it's been a few months and I wanted to talk about it again in a way that didn't involve the holidays. So whether you're getting back from vacation, you're getting over being sick, you decide to take a little breaky poo, or you just simply fell off the fitness train for no reason at all, there are ways of getting back on track that are super effective and don't need to feel like the worst thing that has ever happened to you. 
I know that sounds dramatic, but guess what, guys? I'm an Aries with ADHD. I am dramatic. I am the drama. When I fall off the fitness bandwagon for more than four days, oh my God, shambles. I feel like my whole life is in shambles. And guess what, besties? There will be hundreds of times where you will fall off track on your journey. Maybe even thousands. <laughs> Ideally, we're going to be continuing our fitness journey for our entire lives, which means there are going to be endless opportunities for you to fuck it up. Now, you might fuck it up in a big way or you might fuck it up in a small way, but either way, you're definitely going to fuck it up. <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way possible. So the goal isn't actually to not fuck up. It's actually to get better at recovering from when we do fuck it up. So falling off track is inevitable. It is. You're going to fall off track forever and always. Okay. So we just have to get smarter. We have to gain more experience and we have to get better at getting back on track quicker and more effectively versus letting it completely derail us for years or maybe even the rest of our lives. I'm going to break it down for you into a few categories so we can have some fundamental steps that will help you get back on track with your fitness and nutrition routine, no matter what. First step, forget about your end goal. Regardless of why you got off track, getting back into it with the same goal that couldn't or didn't keep you into it is not going to serve you right now. Having clear goals and a clear plan is very important, but if you have been derailed, especially for a long time, you're going to have to rethink what is important in this moment versus a goal that is probably a minimum of six months of consistency away. When you think too much about your overall goal, you might start getting this type of FOMO, which is fear of missing out, and think, oh, I wasted so much time. I would have been at my goal by now if I had just stuck with it. And then what typically follows after that is an emotionally anxious decision to jump into a program that's really intense. You feel like you have to make up for the lost time by doing super hard HIIT workouts or engaging in over overly strict diets because you're thinking the harder it is, the faster it'll work and the more effective it will be. Now, let me tell you why that mentality is going to hurt you in the long run. Number one. That mentality reinforces all or nothing thinking. So you go on to think that in order to get results, you have to turn your life upside down. You have to beat yourself up through your workouts and obsess about food. Otherwise, it's not going to work for you, which we all know by now does not work. Besties, okay? If you've been following me for a minute or if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, we know that shit don't work, okay? Because when you burn yourself out in a few months, you're going to end up in the same exact position that you started because it was unsustainable. Then after taking a break for a few months, trying to recover from that burnout, you're going to think, yeah, I, I am still unhappy. I can actually start work at, working out again. And what you do is you jump back into that same kind of routine because it's so intense and you think that's the one that will work for you because it is so intense and the same cycle will happen again. So that's what creates that sort of yo-yo dieting and yo-yo exercise routine cycle because we just keep trying and failing and trying and failing in 
a way that was designed for us to fail in the beginning. Number two, you're not considering your nutrition and workout routine as a part of your lifestyle because you have that deadline in your head. There is still that golden nugget at the end of the tunnel that makes you think that if you get to that goal, all of your problems are going to be solved. You're going to be happy, confident, glowing because you finally have the body of your dreams. Well, besties, I hate to tell you this, but what you do in order to get to your goals is exactly what you will have to continue to do to maintain them. So if what you're doing right now to get there feels like shit and is burning you out, guess what? You're going to feel the exact same way at the end of your goal. And on a side note, I feel like so many people debate me on this point when I say if you're unhappy now, getting your new body isn't automatically going to make you happier. Now, unfortunately, because we still live in a fat phobic society, a few things probably will change about your life. Okay, I'm not like I understand that if your goal is to lose weight or to lose fat and start fitting into that beauty standard, then things will possibly change for you. And guys, this is just reality. This is not just my opinion. And I hear people say, yeah, my but my life would be way different or I would be way happier if I was skinny. Well, not really. Some things can be different. Yes, absolutely. Just because of the society that we live in, but you're still going to be you. You're still going to have those insecurities. You're still going to be susceptible to burnout. You're still going to have to get up and go to work. You have, you're still going to get cheated on by your partner. You're still going to get bullied. I know that got really dark, but it's true. And I just want you all to be aware of that, that your fitness journey has to be more than you just getting to that body goal. And thinking that your life will be totally different just because you feel more comfortable in your body. Because in reality, once you do become comfortable in your body and once that becomes your normal, you're going to find something else to be uncomfortable about. It keeps going because you're not actually putting the work in to train your brain to be happy no matter where your body is at. You're still training it and you're actually reinforcing the way that you think that if you do gain weight or if you're bigger, that's bad. Or if you do lose weight, then that's good. Or like small is good, big is bad. So you're re- constantly reinforcing yourself to that yourself because you haven't just learned to kind of accept yourself along the way. And you're you're basing all of your happiness on whether you're bigger or smaller, which is not it's not the right it's not the right thing it's not gonna it's not gonna change because if you're unhappy in your body now and you're constantly training your brain to be unhappy with yourself you're still going to be unhappy no matter what size you are okay and I feel like a lot of people who have lost a decent amount of weight like they they really understand what I'm saying with this and you can agree you can disagree whatever I don't care it's my podcast I just want you guys to understand that you fitting into that body standard or whatever you feel like that goal is is not going to solve all of your problems okay shit is still going life is still going to be life which is why we need other goals because you're not going to be able to maintain a body type when you're unhappy. So beating yourself up for missing a few days, weeks, or months is really a waste of your energy. 
in the grand scheme of things because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Just because you don't have your dream bod for summer doesn't mean that you have to spend the entire rest of the year miserable. You practice accepting yourself and recognizing that you are going to be doing the things that you need to do in order to get those habits or to rebuild them or start that lifestyle. And it takes a lot of retraining to get yourself out of the shame cycle. And the last thing that I want to do, the last thing I even need to do as a trainer is place more shame around someone who isn't being consistent or working towards getting their goals or changing their body or anything like there's so much shame like that in the world especially towards women about not fitting into beauty standards and things like that it's just me being upset that somebody has kind of fallen off track during one of my programs or while we're working together is such it's so bad like it I just could not imagine because that's just not the kind of person that I am but I am the one that will help you stay accountable but always in the sense that we're moving forward there is literally no use to feel bad or to feel like you missed out or to get frustrated on stuff that's in the past like the shit that you did yesterday is over honey it's over we can't do anything about it the only thing that we can do is take the right steps to getting you back on track today and I always say you're only one workout and one good meal away from being right back on track and that's it Here's an example. I want you to think about all the fitness Instagrammers and TikTokers and anyone that you see who is extremely fit. Once upon a time, they weren't fit, right? They had their first goal and they end up hitting that goal at some point. I guarantee you that the first goal that they had is not what their goal is now. Because what the fuck do you do when you get to your goal? Maintenance. Yeah. But when you're only driven by end goals, you're going to have to keep creating new goals. And that's when you start fine tuning everything. And that's when people can also start nitpicking at everything. Like, oh, my butt needs to be bigger. My abs need to be more defined. I want to build up my shoulders more. I need to build my biceps. And it all ends up feeding into this sort of body dysmorphic mindset instead of reaching a goal and being happy with it and just being able to maintain that and live your life there's this there's always this chase there's always this more like something more that we need to be doing we need to be fitter we need to be leaner we need to be more jacked we need to be stronger we need to be all of these things so there's nothing wrong with changing goals at all there's not like you're going to be changing your goals throughout your fitness journey but what I'm trying to say is that the end goal shouldn't be the only goal and that's a big reason why a lot of us fall off the wagon because our end goal seems so far away realistically because it is your end goal is probably at least probably six months away from now of consistency of eating well, of working out well, fairly consistent, like keeping that balance in your lifestyle too, it's probably a minimum of six months. You can't focus on the whole staircase only one step ahead of you because once you get there, 
You might want to change things and that's totally fine. But don't worry about fine tuning that stuff right now where we're picking at things on ourselves that we want to change. And it's cool that we can change it in a way. Yeah, we can change composition. We can build muscle in certain areas and we can kind of sculpt our body in this like really unique way, which I think is is amazing and I think is very, very cool. But at the same time, like when you're getting back on track, you can't be thinking about that stuff. Like that stuff is so far away that if you start thinking about that now, if you're trying to skip all those steps and end up at the top, you're going to fall and you're going to fall hard. So forget about the end goal. It doesn't matter right now. Does it matter? Yes, but it does not matter right now. Give yourself a minute. Okay, what you need to focus on is getting back into the habit. So if that means you have to start going to bed earlier and waking up earlier so you can get a quick workout or walk in the morning before work, then that's where you're going to start. Start with the basics. Start with waking up at the same time every day for a few days. Don't even worry about working out. Just start by waking up at the time that you would have to wake up to incorporate a workout. Then you can move on to waking up, doing a 10-minute walk or stretching routine every day as soon as you wake up. Your only goal right now is to rebuild that habit. I don't care if you feel like what you're doing is not enough to get you to your goal or if it feels like you're not doing anything at all. It's the literal difference between doing something and doing nothing. And in reality, starting is the hardest part. So once you're there, you're more likely to do more than you originally intended, especially if the goal has been simplified. For example, when I have clients that struggle with migraines, depression, things that can kind of take them out for a week or so at a time, the first thing that we focus on is getting them to wake up at the same time every day and just go on a walk or stretch if it's too cold outside to walk or if they don't have a treadmill, whatever. That's it. They'll set a timer for 10 minutes and that's their 10 minute of movement time in the morning. And once that timer is up, they are done. But they have to do it every day. And it doesn't have to be a walk. It can be a stroll. It can be inside, outside, on a bike, whatever they want. Like it can be anywhere, whatever you have access to. But by doing this as a streak and by doing that 10 minutes every day and creating that small routine every day, it allows them to think of these sessions as not really a big deal. A lot of what holds us back is thinking that our workouts have to be intense. It has to be enough to get us to our goal. When that is so far from the truth, we feel like we have to be sweating, breathing hard, shaking. Otherwise, it's not worth it. And it's such a skewed vision of what fitness should be and how beautiful movement can be without all of this extra pressure that we're putting on it. Yes, we do need progressive overload and we do need to build the intensity over time. But right now, none of that matters. And the only thing that matters is that you are showing up for that 10 minutes every day, five times a week. Because that will build into 15 minutes, five days per week, next week. And then maybe the week after that, that turns into 30 minutes, five times a week. And then look at that. You're fucking working out. You're working out more consistently than 90% of the people who work out ever. 
And it doesn't feel like a big deal to you because you trained yourself to view it as just a normal part of your day and not this big thing that's going to be looming over your head or this big thing that you have to do because you feel so uncomfortable about your, it's not about yourself. It's not a negative thing anymore. You've trained yourself to realize that 10 minutes is enough. And as long as you're showing up for yourself, you're going to be able to do it. And it's really not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a commitment as, <laughs> as you might think it is. Now, this actually brings me right into habit stacking. Habit stacking is so underrated. I honestly didn't even realize it was a thing until about a year ago. I've been teaching this to my clients the entire time for the past nine to 10 years, but I had no idea it was actually a real method. And apparently, I've never had an original thought ever in my life. Um, But habit stacking is when you take something that you already do something that's already a habit and use that habit as sort of a host habit to stack another habit onto it. Bear with me. For example, I've taught some of my clients to use brushing their teeth every morning or every night as their host habit as a segue into working out. Sounds crazy, right? So every day when they're brushing their teeth, they'd have to do 20 squats and 20 lunges before they leave the bathroom right? Right? Okay. Ideally, you're going to be brushing your teeth every day, right? Twice a day. It takes about 30 to 45 seconds to do 20 squats and about maybe one to two minutes to do 20 lunges on each leg. So with a rest time in between, let's give you a total of five minutes it takes to do this. Five extra minutes that you just have to add to your bathroom time, time that you would originally be spending in the bathroom. You don't need shoes. You don't need workout clothes. You don't need to eat first. You don't need to sweat. You don't need anything. You can do it in your PJs. You can do it naked. I don't give a shit. What you do is eliminate all of the obstacles between you and the movement and stacking it onto a daily habit that is already strong or sort of a non-negotiable habit, such as brushing your teeth. Most of that is a habit or or should be a habit. If it's not a habit now, get on that, girl. Uh, again, I know that you're thinking that's not enough to do anything. Mm, wrong. What you don't realize is that by doing that every day, even for three days in a row, it's going to get so much easier because your body and your muscles are going to adapt to doing those movements as a daily thing. And it's not going to feel as shitty. because you're getting used to it, which at that point, convincing yourself to do 10 minutes is going to be so much easier because you're so used to doing the five minutes. Okay. So then you work up to doing two sets of 15 squats and two sets of 15 lunges. That, that whole thing won't even take you 10 minutes, probably more like eight minutes. Okay, cool. So now that you're used to that, try holding a 10 pound dumbbell for that and boom, you're strength training. Okay, I know it sounds like such a simple thing and such a uh, and it it might seem like it's too easy for you, but you're doing nothing right now, ideally. Right. So when you fall off, you're not doing anything. (laughs) Okay, and training yourself to build up this way is going to be really effective, maybe not even for right now getting back into it, but even in the future. 
Okay, so maybe you're getting back into doing something because you've been sick for a while and you feel like you've lost a lot of muscle or you've yeah, you've lost strength, you've lost that momentum to be able to work out for maybe more than 15 minutes. This is the perfect way to segue into that. So these are really good habits to think of and move forward with. Meanwhile, it's all same, it's all happening in the same amount of time that you would take probably sitting on the toilet and scrolling through TikTok, right? It doesn't you have to be brushing your teeth either. I usually recommend a more enjoyable habit such as making your coffee, your tea in the morning, and also getting your senses behind these habits are a really great way to keep you going long term. I know I've said this before, but I convince myself to go to the gym via Starbucks. Do I get Starbucks most of the day anyways, but for some reason when I tell myself, oh, you can get a Starbucks on your way to the gym and you're a good girl for going to the gym, it makes my gym experience way better, right? I know I'm going to do it either way, but I know that I'm able to use it to motivate myself to make the trip to the gym. And I'm like, well, if you're out, you might as well go to the gym. So I stack onto that habit. Okay, so I plan my going out and getting Starbucks time with an extra hour so that I can go to the gym. Maybe it's when you get home from work or school and you need a little R&R time and you flip on the TV. So right before you sit down, do your eight minutes while you're watching a show. Okay, I know it sounds so like, it sounds so, I don't even know what to call it. It sounds so insignificant, but it's really not. Okay, and this is what will help you for the rest of time. (laughs) Maybe you're good at getting in walks and that's something that you already do that's enjoyable. Maybe you take your dog out at the same time every day or walk them at some point. Perfect opportunity to do your five or eight minutes of exercise as a part of that routine. So right after you walk your dog or before you rock your dog, or even during, okay? They're stopping and sniffing. You can do 20 squats, right? It's something you can always do every day and practicing getting in that mindset that you just have to add on a few extra minutes to something that you already do is going to be way easier than thinking that you have to carve out 30 minutes to do a full-ass workout, not even including the time it takes you to get ready and travel to the gym and everything in in between. And majority of the time, once you've started doing the exercise, you're going to realize that you can do a little bit more and you can maybe add another one or you add another set or maybe a heavier weight. The biggest mental block is just getting to the point where you're actually doing it. Getting it done isn't really the hard part. It's convincing yourself to start and then to keep going, which brings me to my next step for the love of twos, right? What the fuck is that, Liz? Well, I'm going to tell you. I have learned over my past nine years of personal training that people's brains love working in twos. You can always sell yourself on doing two things versus one thing or three things. I have no idea if this is scientifically proven. I haven't even looked it up, I'm going to be honest, but this is just something that I have recognized as a pattern in my experience as a trainer. It works for me. And as sure as shit works with my clients too. So I don't know if maybe there is some deeper science to behind it, but I'm going to just teach you this little tricky poo, okay? Start with two exercises. Maybe you're okay with getting into the gym, but constructing a whole workout is just not in the cards for you right now. Do only two. Two things. 
two exercises. Pick two exercises. Any exercises. Do two to three sets of each one. You can do two sets if you want to stick to two. Fine. Okay. Two sets of two exercises. You could probably do three sets, honestly, but just, just to keep it simple, if you're there and you want to do three sets, go for it. But just say you have to do two sets of two exercises. Again, it will not take you more than 10 to 15 minutes, maybe even less, depending on the exercise. Do it and get the fuck out. Two things only. For some reason, setting yourself up to only do two things is the perfect level of productivity and simplicity mixed together. You can choose how much of a challenge it's going to be based on how much weight you use for each one. And it doesn't keep you in the gym or in the workout past the point where you get the, I don't want to do this anymore feeling. It's always just the right amount of time spent and just the right amount of a challenge to make you feel the mental and physical benefits of the workout without that like, it's a drive, it's about drive, it's about power craziness, you know? Two things only. Not three. Three is too much. Not one. What's the point, right? Two things. It's going to feel good. And I'll tell you, I use this, this, (laughs) and I'll tell you, I use this method on myself often. I did it yesterday and I'm sore as fuck from only doing two different exercises. I did Bulgarian split squats and curtsy lunges, three sets of 12 for each leg, and I used a pretty heavy weight. It was enough, guys. It was, it was enough. Oh, wait, I actually did. Oh, no, I did do deadlifts, too. Oh, my God, I totally forgot. And that's the thing. This is the perfect example. I told myself I was going in to do those two things. And literally in the middle, I was like, yeah, I could do some deadlifts right now. Why not? Why the hell not? (laughs) I totally forgot. So I did do three things. So yeah, it's amazing. It works wonders. It works on me all the time. I don't even remember. I don't even realize how well it works on me. But by selling myself on only doing those two things, I was able to get in there and get myself in the position where I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm here. Why not? I got three things done because I was there simply just for the fact that I was there and I was in the middle of it and I was in the moment. And I'm like, this isn't going to take more than five extra minutes to add this in. So I just did it without even really having to think about it or having to psych myself up for it or thinking that it was a big deal. And the same thing is going to happen to you. Two things for the love of twos. Just repeat that. Remember that for the love of twos. I don't know. It works. Just try it. What do you have to lose, right? (laughs) I do it all the time. Even on days that I'm just not feeling it or just to get something done. I've never regretted it 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 helps me countless times and it's helped my my clients quite a bit as well so this one is for nutrition and it's going to circle back to what I always say which is you know it meal prep yep it's the holy grail of getting back on track and staying on track with your nutrition without having your meals ready to go for your day when you're trying to manage school, work, kids, dogs, plants, stuff, whatever you got going on. Even if you have nothing going on, being prepared ahead of time with everything that you're going to eat for the week or for your day is crucial to your overall fitness journey. 
However, we're not going to worry about calories. We're not going to worry about is this is eating this going to make me bigger? Is it going to make me smaller? Is it going to make me gain? Is it going to make me lose? Don't worry about it. It doesn't matter in this moment. Thinking about that stuff is completely irrelevant at this point. And all I want you to think about is A, what you're going to eat, how you're going to get it all prepared and when, and B, how is that food going to make you feel? Is it going to make you feel energized, focused, or is it going to make you feel bloated and tired? And then make your decision from there. And then maybe C, does that have protein in it? Okay, we want to try to keep protein in every meal if we can. Okay, that's the only specific that I'm going to ask you to do just because without protein in majority of your meals, you're probably going to end up hungrier for no reason when in reality you just haven't had enough protein that day. Okay, a lot of you will try jumping back into a restrictive mindset and feel that stress of trying to make up for lost times with your nutrition. And I'm telling you, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So don't even try. Don't even think about trying. So you were thinking about it right there and I'm telling you not to, so stop thinking about that right now. What you're going to do is make sure that you're eating all of your meals and just sticking to that habit of meal prepping and having your shit ready ahead of time. That is it, okay? And if that is stressing you out, start with one meal. You don't even have to jump into meal prepping breakfast, lunch, and dinner for every day, you can start with just lunch or just dinner. Whatever meal you feel like you struggle with the most, start with just having that meal meal prepped. If you're hungry and stressed out when you get home from work, definitely do dinner. Okay, make sure you have your dinner ready. All my work from home people, same thing applies to you. I work from home too, but I have to meal prep everything. Otherwise, the hassle of making food when I'm already hungry is asking me to self-destruct. I can't do it. It never works. Being unprepared with food has never worked for anybody ever. I don't care how much time you have or you don't have in the day. It's just not worth it. Okay, so especially when you're trying to get back in the habit, start small, trying to make sure that you have maybe just one meal, maybe it's dinner for the entire week already made and then do the same thing next week and the same thing next week. And then maybe you can start doing lunch and dinner as well when you feel like you can handle it. Don't worry about your overall goals. Again, we're not focusing on those body goals or anything. We're just focusing on building that habit and getting as efficient as possible as we can within the habits and lifestyle that we're trying to create, okay? Because ultimately, our body goals are going to be a result of what we do every day. So we just have to focus on the every day for now. Then after a couple of weeks, when you're feeling more on top of things, then we can start tweaking it. We can start tweaking the nutrition however you need to start to get to your goals. If you need a calorie deficit, maintenance, surplus, whatever, you can tweak it. You can then start thinking about it and making adjustments when it's needed, and the same thing goes for your workouts. Without consistency, your fitness journey becomes very, very hard and very frustrating, especially when you don't allow it to be malleable to how you feel and what is actually going on in your life. I know it's a very different take from the no excuses, stay disciplined all the time, all that hardcore shit, but like, Cool. So what happens when I'm struggling so much in life that I can no longer brush my teeth? Or what happens when you start a new job 
or maybe you have finals, or maybe your kids get sick, or maybe your dog gets gets sick. I know it sounds like those are just excuses, but I hate that shit. I hate when people are like, oh, just sounds like an excuse to me. But when my dog wakes me up at 2 a.m. because she's having a seizure, I know for a fact my whole day is going to be fucked up. And don't worry, guys, she's okay. She has epilepsy and it like this happens all the time. But things get very stressful very quickly because that hour that I had set aside to work out in is going to be consumed by a vet visit or me having to change all my sheets on my bed so I can sleep in my bed the next night or even that night. And if you don't know when people doggies have seizures or people I don't know about people but I I know that when dogs have seizures I know when my dogs have seizures she she pees herself okay she pees herself she might also vomit as well uh and I'm fully aware (laughs) that that is a small scale issue but I know I will not have time for a full workout that day between clients and calls and training and podcasting and doing all the shit that I do daily it's just not possible so what I allow myself to do is to stop working at 9 p.m. I know that my my roommate is watching Housewives until at least 9.30 every night. And I take a weight into the living room and I do my three sets of two exercises right in front of that fucking TV. Is that the workout that I had ri- originally intended on? No, but it's what I'm able to do that day. And it's something that I can feel proud of doing regardless. Not to mention, I feel so much better the next day when I do something versus not doing something at all and then the next day when I do have time to go in for a a a more intense or fuller workout it's gonna go a lot smoother than if I had just given up on movement for that entire day so in general it just helps you not fall off track as often and it's the same exact way that you should get back on track so Those are my four steps. Those are my four steps and those tips are going to be foundational for getting you back on track again, okay? And I say again because it's gonna happen and it's gonna happen again. You might come back to this podcast. You might listen to this podcast again, okay? There are so many times that it's gonna feel like, oh, I've been going so strong for two months, but every time I feel like I'm in the swing of things or I'm being consistent, something happens. I get sick. Work gets way too busy where it's making me so stressed out that I can't even think about taking a couple of extra minutes for myself. All of these things, this is just life. This is how life works. And that's why we're building fitness into our lifestyle and making it our lifestyle so that no matter what is happening, you're always going to be able to do something and you're always going to be able to keep movement as a positive and helpful part of your life, regardless of what your goals are. Because again, once you get to that final goal, you got to keep doing this stuff to stay there. So you want to make sure that you are (laughs) able to get back on track as many times as you need and we just get better at it we're not trying to avoid falling off track I mean we try to obviously but many of you don't realize this is a skill so this is something that you have to experience and you have to work through and you have to learn through and you have to keep doing to be able to build 
you're going to get good at getting back on track because you're everybody gets off track. The only difference is how easy you make it for yourself to get back on track. Okay. And with these four steps, with these things are going to take care of you. They are going to help you succeed in the long run. And just know that you are not alone. This happens to everybody, even the greatest, most dedicated people that you see on social media or in the world. This happens to everyone. And the only difference is that some people just have developed a skill to get back on track a lot more seamlessly than than others have. And that's okay. And that's a part of your journey. And it's a beautiful part of it as well, because you're going to learn so much through this period that it's going to change a lot of things for you long term. That is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for everything. Guys, I don't think you realize how grateful for you that I am. I appreciate you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. I hope it helps you. I hope you take some valuable lessons and some good tips and tricks away from this. And if you need anything else from me or if you have any ideas for any other podcasts, shoot me a DM. Slide in the DMs. All right. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. I already have one ready to go. Okay, I'm on top of it this time. I have one ready to go for next week, so I cannot wait to release that one as well. I hope you all have a wonderful week and a wonderful day, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, babies.